Jesus Christ versus Antichrist by Apostle Jacqueline Fedor. There is so much false doctrine surrounding our knowledge of the Antichrist that I thought maybe this would be a good subject to discuss, especially since our walking in victory depends on it. You see, unless we understand the enemy's strategy, we will never be able to stand in the end or gain the promises of God and be the benefactors of the victory Christ fought and won for us. Apostle John gives us a really good clue as to who and what the Antichrist really is. 1 John chapter 4, verse 3 says, And every spirit, hmm, more than one, that does not confess that Jesus Christ has come in the flesh is not of God. Speaking of those that do not know and love the Lord, believe he even exists, or that have been born again, but turned away from him. And this is the spirit, not physical, of the Antichrist, which you have heard was coming and is now already in the world. This was written somewhere around 98 A.D. 1 John chapter 2, verse 18 Little children, it is the last hour in each age of man. We can see they watched expectantly for the end. And as you have heard that the Antichrist is coming, even now many Antichrists have come, by which we know that it is the last hour. We know the end is near with the increase of this spirit. Doesn't sound like Antichrist is just one physical man, does it? He said there are many and already here. How then is Second Thessalonians chapter 2 verses 3 and 4 to be understood? Second Thessalonians chapter 2 verse 3. Let no one deceive you by any means, for that day, judgment and the following restoration, will not come unless the falling away comes first. People leaving the world's religious systems because of the false doctrines and lies concerning this and many other subjects. And the man of sin is revealed. We must know who he is. The son of perdition. Now it does sound like one man. Apostle Paul speaking in Corinth may actually reveal a different perspective, however, and open spiritual eyes to understand this confusion surrounding the Antichrist. 1 Corinthians chapter 12, verse 12. For as the body is one and has many members, but all the members of that one body, being many, are one body, so also is Christ, the body of Christ, referred to as one man. This scripture pertains to Christ, but the same holds true of his opponent and counterfeit, the Antichrist. He too has a body of people, and there are many members in this body as well. In the next scripture, as Christ is the head of his body, let us look into the identity and nature of the evil one, the helm of this opposing body. Isaiah chapter 14 verses 12 through 14. How you are fallen from heaven, O Lucifer, son of the morning, how you were cut down to the ground, you, not God, who weakened the nations through sickness, pain, death, death, etc. For you have said in your heart, I will ascend into heaven, I will exalt my throne above the stars of God, I will also sit on the mount of the congregation 
on the farthest sides of the north, bragging he will be on Mount Zion, and sitting in and operating through God's highest governmental offices. I will ascend above the heights of the clouds. I, Lucifer, or as he is also known, the devil and Satan, boast he will push himself higher than God and all his angels, will be like the Most High. He actually has the audacity, the pride and arrogance to challenge the Almighty, the God that created him. Side thought, this decree was incidentally the birthing of the world's competitive nature and the root of much abuse and heartache as it drives man to be number one, the best of the best, goal setters with natures much like his mentor. Let us return to Second Thessalonians chapter 2, verse 4 and continue our quest to understand the Antichrist, who opposes, speaking of the man of sin, and exalts himself above all that is called God. Do we recognize these words, or that is worshipped, so that he sits as God in the temple of God, showing himself that he is God? This was the decree of Lucifer. The man of sin has been revealed. It is Satan through his body of people, who is the Antichrist. So, okay, now we see the man of sin. But where is this temple he rules from? Where is its location? Again, let us allow Scripture to enlighten us. 1 Corinthians chapter 6, verse 19 reveals it. Or do you not know that your body is the temple of the Holy Spirit, who is in you, whom you have from God, and you are not your own? We are God's temple that Lucifer, or the devil, declares he will rule from. This is scary. So let's be sure we see this correctly. The Antichrist exalts himself above all called God and sits in the temple of God, showing himself that he is God. We just read also, we are that temple. Apostle Paul also told the early church the mystery of lawlessness was already at work in God's people but then assured them God would restrain from final judgment until, and I accent, until the mystery man of lawlessness is fully understood and his intentions exposed. The end will not come, in other words, until his identity is resolved and God's people are made to understand it is the strategy of the enemy to use God's own people to mislead not only the church, but all of humanity. 2 Thessalonians chapter 2, verses 6-8 through eight, speaks of this very thing. And now you know what is restraining the Lord, that He, Antichrist, may be revealed in His own time. A time set by God that determines the end of time itself, allowing eternity to resume and the end of Satan's rule. For the mystery of lawlessness is already at work, Clear back in Paul's day, only he who now restrains will do so until he. There was no capitalization in the original scripts, and this should not be capitalized, is taken out of the way. In other words, until God's people fully understand the opposing body of the Antichrist and can choose to be or not to be a part of it, as we see in verse 8, and then the lawless one will be revealed. Finally, all humanity will see Satan or Lucifer through his body 
whom the Lord will consume with the breath of his mouth, release truth that will expose and destroy him and those that follow him, and destroy with the brightness of his coming through the light, the illumination of God's end-time knowledge as the word Jesus Christ comes forth through his body to destroy the plans, the works of his enemy. Matthew chapter 5 verse 14 shows us this body. You are the light of the world, the body of Christ, a city, New Jerusalem, that is set on a hill, Mount Zion, cannot be hidden because spiritual eyes are being opened. The enemy has done everything he can to keep a veil of deception over the eyes of man, to blind them from this truth and prevent them from seeing the devil's body of people or understanding really the body of Christ. God's people have therefore been enticed by the world's pleasures, drawn by the world's immorality, becoming just as lawless and entwined in the tree of good and evil as they are. 2 Corinthians chapter 4, verse 4 Whose minds the God of this age has blinded, who do not believe, lest the light of the gospel of the glory of Christ, who is the image of God, should shine on them. Satan knows full well he loses if mankind begins to take sides, making open-eyed decisions as to which body they choose to serve. You see, heaven and hell meet face to face daily through humanity, and we are individually each on one side or the other, the body of Christ or the body of Satan. There is no neutral zone. The devil is aware also if God's people choose to accept God's end-time manna, their spiritual eyes will not only be opened, but their faith will increase, causing Christ's victory over this world, as well as the devil himself, to manifest on earth. How is this victory guaranteed? When the Lord's people believe in God's end-time truth, claim His promises for their own kind, enter into His covenants, in short, When they believe the word, Satan knows the law of God very, very well. He knows if they believe, it will happen. Mark chapter 11, verse 24. Therefore, I say to you, whatever things you ask when you pray, believe that you receive them and you will have them. If you can just believe. Mark chapter 9, verse 23. Jesus said to him, If you can believe, all things are possible to him who believes. In fact, Isaiah prophesied this decree of God long before the days of Mark. Isaiah chapter 55 verse 11 So shall my word be that goes forth from my mouth. It shall not return to me void, but it shall accomplish what I please, and it shall prosper in the thing for which I sent it. This is law. John proves Christ's victory has already been accomplished and stands ready to manifest. John chapter 16, verse 33. These things I have spoken to you, that in me you may have peace. In the world you will have tribulation. But be of good cheer. I have overcome the world. Why was it necessary for Christ to defeat the world? Because everything in it evolved from the twisted knowledge Eve chose from Satan. It's true, she would now know evil as well as good with his wisdom, 
but decay and death were for the first time introduced to the planet. She was told she could be like God, making her own choices, be just like the one who tempted her, in other words. In actuality, she and Adam became inferior as a result of their choice, lessened status, and it is their descendants built this world we live in. Nothing would ever be perfect again. This knowledge caused all life on earth to be out of order and harmony with the whole universe. God sent Christ the Word to overcome it. Colossians chapter 2 verse 15 shows Christ's victory over the enemy. Having disarmed principalities and powers, He, Jesus, made a public spectacle of them, triumphing over them in it. 1 John chapter 3 verse 8 He who sins is of the devil, for the devil has sinned from the beginning, the roots of all evil and the systems of this world can be traced to right here. For this purpose, the Son of God was manifested, came to earth, that he might destroy the works of the devil. Mankind would not have survived had God not sent the Lord to save us. With each age, the world has become increasingly evil, and without intervention, would self-destruct. So with these victorious scriptures in mind, let us get back to understanding what must be changed for the victory of Christ over Antichrist to manifest and stop the devil's work on earth. As we continue in 2 Thessalonians, we will begin to see more of the answers. 2 Thessalonians chapter 2, verses 9-12 through 12. The coming of the lawless one, the body of Satan, is according to the working of Satan. He is their head. With all power, signs, and lying wonders, remember, Babylon, Satan's city, his bride, the world's church, can look good, appear holy, and at the same time be steeped in sin and total hypocrisy. And with all unrighteous deception, remember also the blinded eyes among those who perish. Why? Because they did not receive the love of the truth. The old church is satisfied with moldy bread, compromised morality, and messages straight from man's intellect fed by the wrong knowledge. That they might be saved, how very sad. And for this reason, did not love truth, God will send them strong delusion that they should believe the lie. If one is not interested in God's knowledge, they are no better than Adam and Eve and are in the end discarded, that they all may be condemned. Old King James says plainly, damned, who did not believe the truth, but had pleasure in unrighteousness, defended their right to be who they are, spiritually in a comfortable place and unwilling to change. Those that do not know God at all are of course the easiest target for the enemy to add to his body. Through these, he will continue ruling this world and acting as its God. But those that know their God are a bit more of a challenge. However, he has a clever strategy, a plan that has been quite effective in fooling mankind since the garden. God's people must be very cautious as the word warns, even the elect can be fooled. 
The book of Daniel reveals Satan's clever tactic is to attack the godly through unsuspecting ones they may be friends with or even related to as well as showing us his predestined demise. Daniel chapter 11 verse 45 And he shall plant the tents, the bodies of his people, of his palace, his house, between the seas, the sea of humanity, and the glorious holy mountain, New Jerusalem and Mount Zion. Yet he shall come to his end, and no one will help him. Mankind will have been made aware of his body, enlightened as to who is the head of that body, and pull away. Again, let us use another scripture from God's kingdom to even better comprehend the plan of the enemy. 1 Corinthians chapter 3, verse 9 For we are God's fellow workers. You are God's field. We are His land. You are God's building, His house. 1 Peter chapter 2, verse 5 You also, as living stones, are being built up a spiritual house, a holy priesthood, to offer up spiritual sacrifices acceptable to God through Jesus Christ. So we can see how Satan cleverly pitches his tents, the bodies of those he uses as puppets, to get next to or lure God's people to do things against God's kingdom law. He successfully causes them to sin, become part of his lawless body. In doing this, he takes back or repossesses God's land and his house that his son gave his life to Jubilee set free and return ownership to his father. In this way, Satan reclaims God's property, making them again a part of his body and residents once more of his world. They are in big danger of becoming Esau's by giving up their birthright, their first fruit status, and thereby forfeiting their home in New Jerusalem and Mount Zion from Mount Seir. Esau, God hates, and he promises to level Mount Seir to a plain. Obadiah prophesied about him. I would not care to be like him or his offspring. Obadiah chapter 1 verse 18 and verse 21. The house of Jacob shall be a fire, and the house of Joseph a flame. But the house of Esau shall be stubble. They shall kindle them and devour them, and no survivor shall remain of the house of Esau. For the Lord has spoken. Then saviors shall come to Mount Zion to judge the mountains of Esau, and the kingdom shall be the Lord's. Romans chapter 9 verse 13. As it is written, Jacob I have loved, but Esau I have hated. Satan particularly targets the fivefold offices in the church to carry out that part of his decree to rule God's people. This explains why there is so much sin in the leadership of the world's churches and why their ready acceptance of things God calls an abomination. Man has been fed lie after lie from the garden on by this creature. By planting his houses intimately and comfortable next to the Lord's houses, as we spoke about above, God's people become complacent, feel relaxed with them, except as normal their evil society. They become completely intertwined in the roots of the tree of good and evil, assimilated into its people and absorbed by their world. 
Truly, Satan is clever with his veil of deception. For the most part, people are not even aware they are under it, nor are they aware of the two bodies, the two heads of those bodies, or the two kingdoms. Just as in the days of Noah, they are going about their daily lives, unaware of the spiritual battle they are very much a part of. Luke chapter 17 verses 26 and 27 And as it was in the days of Noah, so it will be also in the days of the Son of Man, the Lord's day of judgment. They ate, they drank, they married wives, they were given in marriage, interested in creating a life in this world, even though warned the end was near. Until the day that Noah entered the ark, and the flood came and destroyed them all, or we could say, Christ came like a thief in the night, and they were not ready. Matthew chapter 24, verses 38 through 39. For as in the days before the flood, they were eating and drinking, marrying and giving in marriage, until the day that Noah entered the ark, and did not know until the flood came and took them all away. So also will the coming of the Son of Man be. Again, all of humanity is on one side or the other. The body of Satan, or the body of Christ, and the battle of the kings rages on through them. It is the king of darkness, Antichrist, against the king of light, the Lord Jesus Christ. In the supernatural, the victory is already evident. Jesus won. Because of his victory, as God's people die, their spirits, since the battle of the cross, go to paradise to be with the Lord. God's people are therefore no longer held captive by Satan in Hades. Jesus overcame death and the grave for them. Matthew chapter 16 verse 18 And I also say to you that you are Peter, and on this rock I will build my church, and the gates of Hades shall not prevail against it. To be absent from the body is to be present with the Lord, not Satan. But in the natural, right here on earth, another part of that victory is about to manifest, however, and become evident for all to see. 1 John chapter 5, verse 4 For whatever is born of God, the born-again new species, overcomes the world, and this is the victory that has overcome the world, our faith, what we believe. Jesus overcame the world, and we are in Him. Thank you, Jesus. Moses shows us it is not what we do that brings victory, but what Abraham did. Thank you, Father Abraham. Genesis chapter 22, verse 17. Blessing, I will bless you. God called Abraham his friend. And multiplying, I will multiply your descendants as the stars of the heaven and as the sand which is on the seashore. And your descendants shall possess the gate of their enemies. This is us. Galatians chapter 3, verses 27 and verse 29. For as many of you as were baptized into Christ have put on Christ. And if you are Christ's, then you are Abraham's seed and heirs according to the promise. Isn't this awesome? 1 Corinthians 
chapter 15, verses 50 through 54. Now this I say, brethren, that flesh and blood, our carnal man, cannot inherit the kingdom of God, nor does corruption inherit incorruption. The Adamic race was corrupted. Behold, I tell you a mystery. We shall not all sleep, die, but we shall all be changed, if we're a part of Jesus Christ, not Antichrist. In a moment, in the twinkling of an eye, at the last trumpet, for the trumpet will sound, and the dead will be raised incorruptible. And we, the new species, Abraham's seed, shall be changed from the house occupied by the enemy for so long to houses restored by God in an instant. For this corruptible must put on incorruption, and this mortal must put on immortality or spiritual clothes. So when this corruptible has put on incorruption, and this mortal has put on immortality, then shall be brought to pass the saying that is written, Death is swallowed up in victory. Acts chapter 3 verses 20 through 21 sums it all up, and that he may send Jesus Christ to enforce his victory on earth, who was preached to you before, whom heaven must receive. Remember, Jesus is restrained until the man of sin was revealed. Until the times of restoration of all things, the plan God had for man before he fell, which God has spoken by the mouth of all his holy prophets since the world began. Remember, his word does not come back void. It accomplishes what he has spoken. So, in closing, we know now who the Antichrist is. It is the body of Satan. We know also, because we have a free will, we can choose to remain a part of this world, Satan's kingdom, and his body, where death reigns. Or, we can be born again, develop a taste for truth, be nourished and grow into a completely new species, a part of the body of Christ and His kingdom, where life is eternal. Once again, we are each one evidence of one body or the other. We also plainly see Satan's body stems from fallen Adam, crossed with angels, full of lust, perversion, and lawlessness. It is this body mirroring both the angels and Satan's nature that developed this world and its society. Waiting in the wings for the Lord's day and total restoration of creation is Christ's body. They have been seated with the fruit of the Spirit, blessed and gifted by the Holy Spirit with the abilities humanity had when they were perfect in the garden. These stand ready to build a new earth, ones that love the law, love each other, and above all, love God. Christ lives through the obedient, Satan through the lawless, Christ lives through the humble, Satan through the proud. As heaven and hell, Christ and Antichrist meet face to face through humanity, the two realms, the spiritual and natural, meet and become one. And the victory now in the supernatural manifests on earth. Christ wins.